Marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, dedicated to helping financial advisors and their clients pursue a more comfortable retirement. You can get the latest at RothIRAblog.com. Produced in association with the University of Southern California. Many Americans are busy with their calculators today, finishing up their annual review of what they earned and what they owe to Uncle Sam. It's also a good time to see if you need any financial reform in your household kind of like the White House wants on Wall Street. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Citrix, offering GoToMyPC, allowing users to work from anywhere via the web. More at gotomypc.com market. Sustainability coverage is supported in part by the Candida Fund, furthering values that contribute to a healthy planet. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Tess Vigland in for Kai Rizdahl. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday. It is the 14th day of April, T-minus one for your 1040s. President Obama plowed full speed ahead on financial reform efforts today. He met with congressional leaders about a bill in the Senate. Republican Minority Leader Mitch McConnell was not impressed. This is a big, complicated subject, another massive bill that we believe in its current form uh, provides an endless taxpayer bailout of Wall Street firms. Republicans have started characterizing the Wall Street reform bill as a bailout. Its Democratic sponsors say the whole point is to end bailouts. So which is it? We asked Brett Neely to find out. Democrats and Republicans are really arguing over how to let big banks go bankrupt. No such procedure exists right now. Democratic Senator Mark Warner of Virginia helped draft that part of the bill. He says the bill doesn't reward bankers' mistakes. Because it means they're going to lose their jobs. They're going to have their shareholders wiped out. We're going to let the firm fail. But fail in an orderly fashion, unlike Lehman Brothers or Bear Stearns. The bill makes big banks pay a total of $50 billion into a kind of insurance fund to cushion a bank's collapse. Maya McGinnis runs the fiscal policy program at the New America Foundation. When financial companies fail, it spreads through the whole economy, and you want to avoid that. Senator Warner said $50 billion won't be enough in a big crisis. But he said lawmakers compromised with banks that complained any fund would hurt their profits. The Republicans call the bill a bailout because the government would eventually have to turn to taxpayers in a big enough crisis. Bankruptcy expert David Skeel at the University of Pennsylvania says there's another risk in creating a fund. It could fuel risk-taking among big banks if they know a kind of insurance fund exists at all. That has the effect of reinforcing this idea that there are two kinds of institutions. They're the normal institutions and they're the too-big-to-fail institutions. Skeel says in a crisis, the insurance fund may get used up. But he says if taxpayers ultimately have to bail out the banks, the government should just present them with the total tab. In Washington, I'm Brett Neely for Marketplace. Yet another massive quake shook the earth today, this time in China. It struck a remote rural area called Qinghai Province. Hundreds are reported dead. As with other recent quakes, people around the world will want to donate to the relief effort. But in China, where the government exerts tight control over everything, the question is, will they accept foreign aid? Marketplace's Rico Galliano has that story. Though the death toll may not rival January's Haiti earthquake, the situation in Qinghai is dire. Alex Mahoney is a manager of disaster programs for the Red Cross. He says at least 10,000 people are injured and shelter is a worry. It's cold there. It's, it's 
getting below freezing still at night because it's mountainous. So people need blankets, they need shelter, they need food and water. Even so, Mahoney says the Chinese government hasn't asked for foreign assistance yet, and he says that's not unusual. Typically, China doesn't ask for outside assistance for disasters very often. The most recent time they did that was the Sichuan earthquake in 2008. That quake, in which around 90,000 people perished, was supposed to have signaled a new era in China's disaster response. Adam Siegel is a China expert at the Council on Foreign Relations. He says at first, China rejected foreign aid, but... Once they became aware of the, the massive scope and the huge number of uh, deaths and displacements, then they started accepting uh, assistance from neighboring countries. This was all kind of taken as a sign of both the kind of greater...